show for music trivia. Three rounds in store. It's head to head. Who's going to walk? Are you ready to settle the score? I said, Are you ready to settle the score? Hey, hey, welcome into another week of Settle the Score. I guess to some degree, I am your host, Matt Knows, and I'm joined each and every week by the musical director, Mr. Andy Merriweather. Freshly married. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks, Matt. Thank you very much. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. How was the how was the wedding? That's what we're all wanting to know. It was incredible. It genuinely was, uh, you know, Anna and I have been saying we're biased, but it was definitely the best day we've ever had. Um, You wouldn't have known there was such a thing as COVID. It was perfect. So much love in the room, loads of tears. It was, yeah, epic. We loved it. Good, good. I'm glad. Best day. Yeah, it's nice. And, uh, you know, you two might be a little biased when it comes to perspective on that day. Sure, sure. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you needed an op-ed on saying that but i we appreciate the humility of it uh yeah yeah it's when other people started saying it was their favorite my dad said it was the best wedding he's ever been to and he's married so uh married to my mum. so so uh, mom uh yeah i I guess but they my parents i just want to give a shout out celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary on saturday so um yeah 40 years is a long time so maybe he forgot how good his wedding was it has been a long time but, uh, Except for me, yeah. I remember 10 years ago or five years ago, let alone 40, considering I've been two. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, sh- I should, I'll start by raising a glass to uh, to my wife, Anna. So sure, thanks for marrying sure. me. She- she'll watch this on Thursday. Um, I asked her if she wanted drinking? to go, she- uh, Appletizer. Sizer? No, it's called Appletizer. It's not an alcoholic oh. drink. So I want to, I want to stay, uh, I want to stay locked in for the episode, but it does sure, look sure. legit. But, um, <laughs> Literally thought you said apple sizer, and I was like, oh, is that some German thing that oh. I don't know about? No, we should make that. <laughs> we should, and then market it to the Germans. Yeah. It'll be genius. Apple sizer, guys, how have you <laughs> never seen this before? This is a billion-dollar idea. Mm. And then we get, we get bought out by one of the the big boys, you know, Anheuser-Busch, whoever owns them these days. I can't remember. It's another company. Anyway, like neither here nor there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I asked her if she wanted to be backstage for the show. And um, she's had a tough day, first day back after her week off. Um, mm. So it, she's going to catch up on Thursday. And uh, and sorry if I'm a little shiny. I, I just said to Matt, I got in from my my training. I had a week off for the wedding, and now I'm straight back to the working out in the park. So uh, you got to, buddy. You got to. yeah, straight back into it. So um, I, I managed to just have a shower in time for this, and uh, and here we go, and, and straight on the juice. Yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, I finally gotten back to playing basketball. Fully oh, vaccinated. It's like, oh, okay. Some some form of my normal life is coming back. Perfect. Yeah. To a degree. That must feel so good. Uh, like like riding a bike or a few bricks or anything dude, like that. Like, oh my god! Week one, I was on fire. Great. Mm. I had the greatest day. And week two, it, I was so frustrating. Up and it was like golf at this point. Uh, when I play golf, I'll have a good day like, and then I'll have in a the bad zone. Day. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You're in the zone or not? Oh, but that's interesting. So like your your first week off was kind of your first week on. You're kind of like all that anticipation and anxiety. You know, you're building up and up and up, and you yeah. get it right. Well, and I also think it's everybody else has taken 15 months off, so maybe everybody's defense isn't on point, and I was yeah, feeling you, a little bit of better rhythm that day. But you're one of the most objective people I know. I, if you had a good day, you had a good day. I'm sure. I did it for me. Yes, 
I could give you the stats if you really want to get into the minutia of how well I oh, played man. and pick up basketball, just because I was so, I was like, wow, I went X for Y in that game. Not bad. And then you just kind of noticed the next that? game. What's X and Y? Oh, uh, two for three in the first game, three for five. We only play to 11 by ones and twos. So if nice. your team hits a couple twos, then, you know. Uh, basically, I shot about 55, 56% on the day. And nice. we play, I played yeah. six games. So it's like, Okay, I'm having a good day. And then yeah, Saturday, yeah. I think I shot about, if I'm being kind, 25%. <laughs> Just nothing. Or I, I can make layups early and I couldn't hit my outside. And then at the end of the day, it was I could hit my outside and I couldn't make my layups. So what's <laughs> your average? Like, your average week is somewhere in there in the 30 and 40 range, is it? Or? I would assume it hovers somewhere around 40s. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You know low to mid forties overall. It's like, I'm happy with that at my age when I'm playing people that are 10 and 15 years younger than me. I'm perfectly happy with that. You got to know sure. your limitations. For also sure. Wayne, who's been on the show plays with this. And, oh, nice. uh, yeah, we got a couple guys in their fifties and That's cool. a number of us in our forties, but then there's a bunch of 30 year olds. They used to be a bunch of like 22 year olds and they haven't come back yet. And there's nothing like getting your ass kicked by a really All athletic 22 right. year old. So that's fun. Fair enough. If the stars are, you know, when I visit in next year, if the stars align and there's a match happening, I promise not to kick the ball. If you want to invite me along, we'll, we'll, we'll play. Sure. The more the merrier. We don't discourage anybody from playing. Hey, come check it out. You know, have fun. We're here to have fun. Perry's played yeah. with us before. Yeah. Uh, Ellis GT, he was out there and he said he's hmm. going to come every week. So once Snyder's back in town, he'll come back. Yeah. Luke, Luke and I used to play. We're, we're not, we're not complete rookies. I can, I could probably, I mean, I, I don't know against actual American sport, you know, I don't know, but yeah, I, I think Look, I could, I could play a little. I'll tell you this much. There's a couple of guys that can just take us all. They're really good. Uh, only one of which ever goes like Jordan mode and tries to put the other team down. What you're like, come on, man, this yeah. is Saturday basketball. Who, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Soccer equivalent, how many guys do you need to make it a game? You know what I mean? You don't have to go ten. full squad. Do ten. you need 10 per? No, no, or no. Ten. Five, five, five on five. five? Okay. That's, we, we played five on five for my stag do on um, a third of a full-size pitch. Okay. So you, you, if you split a full pitch into three mm -hmm. and you play across it widthways, put a goal on either end, that's a perfect 5v5 match. Oh, Okay. All right, so you need 10 people, though. That's not bad. We play, we, they're smaller, they're narrower courts, so we play four on four. Oh, that's cool. But it also, it's like week one, we almost had two courts, which when we're going, we have two to three courts going. So that way, they just, you're constantly playing for as long as you want to be there. That's nice, yeah. But four on four, yeah, five on five. So if you get like 15 people, then you got another team waiting. They can immediately take on winners, and you could just keep running if you, you know, can get enough people there. Yeah, actually, yeah, so... Shy of doing a full 11, the most you could do is seven aside. Okay. Before the pitch, the pitch is a little hectic after that. Sure. Up to, up to 11 aside, the full map, then you go full pitch. But yeah, anything you basically can go five, six, or seven aside is like the typical thing. You could actually like book that amount of people five okay. aside, six aside, seven aside, and then it jumps to a full pitch, 11 aside. There's no eight, nine, or 10 aside because it's just hectic. Or it's too much space for a full pitch. So you end up with like cramp and, and muscle damage and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we play five, six, and sevens. And uh, my majority of gameplay now that I'm in my 30s is fives. 
tends to be where I can well, hide. I can hide and just do exactly. as little running as possible. And, yeah. Exactly. You got to know what you're good at and know what you're bad at at this point. Hmm. And just like, all right, find teammates that compliment. Although we are, ours are all random, but the. What all type right. of, um, what type of play? Are you a, like a playmaker, like, sh- like short forward type? Um, I am an off ball two guard, which means I'm not the primary ball handler. Uh, Although I've slowed down, so my playmaking's not anywhere once where it once was. So I need to. If you watch Luca, I need to adapt more of his game into mine, okay. which I'm trying to do. More pump fakes, find the weakness, et cetera. Et cetera. The fact that they're more athletic than me, then I need to make them pay for that. Okay. You know, Sun Tzu, these motherfuckers, you know, make their strength a weakness. And let's see if I can actually do it at 42 because I don't believe that's entirely possible, but I'm going to try. I'm yeah, going to yeah. try. Uh, yeah. For clarity's sake, I'm uh, the showboater in every match I play, and I'm the guy that's doing tricks and flicks and showing off. And there's okay. videos of me on YouTube if people want to go and find where I'm doing all the all the like the, the Nike advert style tricks. That that was my game. The uh, futsal, the Brazilian game of football, is what I where, where I came up playing. Oh, all right. So yeah, I, I didn't know it was yeah. like martial arts, and there's different. Oh, look yeah, at that. he learned. He knows yeah. crane style. Yeah, exactly. The the Brazilian guys that came up playing with um, you know, literal uh, you know, empty cans or you know, playing in uh-huh. the street. They didn't. They couldn't afford a football, so they were playing. Fabulous, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. Uh, and they and so they designed a game where it's um the ball doesn't bounce so. A, a, a sport evolved out of it called futsal and we have it in the uk now mm-hmm. and it's basically a weighted small ball and you you knock it around it's all about doing tricks and the ball doesn't bounce or so it's not so, about regular football it's about skills and touch and technique and that's where i am that's that's my kind of game that sounds fun so yeah if i can put the ball up on my nose and run along with it balancing it on my nose to dribble it past people that way that's the seal dribble is my one of my favorites but so. it's basically what if it touches ground it goes to the other team or is it just a scrum for not quite like that there are volleyball versions of it that are like that but yeah um if you if people look up futsal then um, you'll see what i mean it's very technical and that's my kind of game All just right. as much as i can show off <laughs> basically still that sounds more fun it's a lot of fun yeah well, and also being now 42, once again, it's like, all right, well, I can work on the skills of me as opposed to now I need to <laughs> figure out the moves to best spin around this individual and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, I, those days are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least picking it up on that level. I played when I was a kid for like five years. Right. Um. And I was terrible the first two, I mean, just terrible the first two years. And then one day, just a light switch went off and I scored my first goal. And my coach was like, <laughs> just wide eyed, like, what, what just happened? Wow. And I turned to him and was like, I don't know. And I ran off, I was cheering and he picked me up <laughs> and I scored yeah. a couple more goals that season. And every time we were both like, I don't trust me. It just feels normal now. Thank you. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, that's as far, I mean, I played as a kid, so. I think I've played three or four games since. Although Catherine, I she played a bunch of indoor. I like indoor. Uh, Futsal is all indoor, like yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, so lighter ball. Um, you sort of ping it around. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we'll we'll do like a crossover. You visit here, and I'll give you a game of futsal, and we'll I'll head over there, and you can smash me up at basketball. Yeah, but then I'm bringing. Actually, the Australians have taken that a step further. 
And I have the new version of that. So I'll teach you that. There we go. Okay. All right. And my brain couldn't come up with anything. And that's, I was trying to think of some catchy little footstool and it was nothing. I had nothing. I had nothing. Anyway. Long day. <laughs> not really. Not really. My brain oh, not just for you, went, not for you. No. no. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, up next on Dropping Dimes. Yeah, exactly. We, we can get away from sports talk. Uh, <laughs> it's fine to do. I think I might actually go see a movie for the first time this week. Oh, any ideas? I, I haven't seen A Quiet Place 2. Oh, man. Yeah, we just went to that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I've got time finally this week to actually go see a movie and they're open and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, oh, wow, I can go see a movie this week and potentially play basketball. Slowly get back getting in. But, I mean, what's the next big thing coming out? Do you know off the top of your Actually, it's a different release date for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, we got um, F9 coming out in, what, 18 days, is it? All right. You were looking forward to that? What's that? I said, are you really looking forward to that? No, I am not personally, but that's like, I guess, the the next big blockbuster. Have you got a list coming out? Um, so over over here at the moment, we've got the big sort of three, a Cruella conjuring and quiet place two only one okay. of which i've seen so anna and i have done quiet place two but reviews of that have been out for long enough that i don't really need to you know, hype you up if you're going to go and see it but yeah it, if you're going to see it, it, you're gonna see it it did live up to what we had heard it, it's very strong and anna's not a horror person either and she but she loved it and then uh on the i'll tell you why i married the right person so the we got married on wednesday and sure. the Friday night after our wedding, we went for dinner in London and then went to see Blade Runner Double Bill in London. Original Blade and, Runner? Uh, original and 2049 back to back. Wow, that is a lot of Blade Runner. That's what I mean. I married the right girl. That's what I mean. I don't think so, that Catherine uh, could sit through a double Blade she, Runner. She fell asleep easily 10 minutes into 2049. <laughs> easily. Sad <laughs> I didn't thing even is, nudge her. I prefer she that got, one to the other. She, I do too. Yeah. She got, she got her Gosling fix from the opening scene. And then I guess dreamt about him for the next two hours whilst I, whilst I carried on watching the move. Yeah. Uh, blame her. I still I mean, thanked her. I, I didn't, I didn't nudge her away kind of thing. I still thanked her a lot for indulging me. It was the only night it was playing a double feature and it was in my favorite cinema and it's just opened back up and it kind of just felt right to go. So, um, it was really nice. Uh, uh, yeah, and I I do prefer 2049. I I really really had good fun with it. Although I don't think they should have put Harrison Ford on the poster. That's like a it's like a proper yeah. reveal. And then the why the, why would they why keep him in the shadows on the reveal? Like he comes in, he has to travel to that remote place, and mm. yeah, it would have been better. I agree. Holding that back or or just having him in it. Yeah, one or the other. Right. I agree. Uh, and also. All I'd heard about this movie is how good the um, Rachel is in CGI, like how good that CGI is that you wouldn't mm -hmm. believe it's, you know, not her, not her. Right. Yeah. Again, it's been talked about. I guess people don't care for Blade Runner spoilers because that is a reveal as well. She is a proper like slow burn out of the shadows moment in the last third of the movie. Yeah. If you didn't know, but, you know, I have my ear to the ground on, you know, I'm sure people watching this have heard of Corridor Crew and, Everyone's talking about the CGI mm -hmm. in that movie. I didn't realize it was a huge spoiler. So I'm sort of sat there watching it. It was the first time I've seen 2049. And and I'm sat there watching it and I'm thinking, I know Rachel's in this, right? 
she's yeah. not here yet this is going to be a reveal and i fucked it for myself you know so that was annoying it's kind of impo- it's a kind of impossible i think they need to put something like that in that to potentially capture the average audience member's attention that doesn't have any uh history with blade runner the original i don't know yeah i completely agree i just wish i hadn't known about it of um, course prior i think I it would try have been not really to watch kind of- any trailers find out anything about a movie before i go see it as best i can it's difficult when uh you you know absorb as much content as i'm sure you and i do it's difficult to stay away from stuff i remember reading a a review in empire magazine that's sort of talking to how long ago this was i was a physical magazine Hmm. and i was reading an empire and it was a review of terminator salvation and they said uh you know and uh not to take away from a certain austrian cameo at the end of the movie and i was like why would you have said that in the review Uh, a pre-review as well not this is back when magazines would drop a review a month early this you know before online well, there was online stuff, but you know what I mean? You go into a shop and you buy a magazine and and you're looking through the reviews of what to go and see. And they mentioned the fact that there's an Arnie, CGI Arnie um, cameo. Yeah. Disappointed by that. That was really upsetting. Yeah, of um, course. The movie let me down more than that spoiler, but either way. Was, yeah, uh, as a whole, there haven't been... It sucks that Dark Fate was the worst performing at the box office because that's been my favorite for a long time we really enjoyed it and so anna again it, it was a bit of a learning for her we I, w- I took her to a double bill terminator one and two back to back okay um before dark fate came out you know cinemas put on put that on and she'd not seen a single terminator and so i told her there were three there was one two and dark fate <laughs> and so we can go back and, yeah and watch the others but they're not they're all yeah, degrees so she, of mediocre she, I didn't tell her until after that those other films existed <laughs> and she enjoyed Terminator one and two so much. And then dark fate, she loved. And then I told her, well, there are like, you know, three more in between. And, uh, yeah. and she was like, I really want to see them. Like, I didn't know there were more. And I was like, no, you don't, don't ruin it. You know, you've got a lovely like memory of how good I mean, Terminator films are. Yeah. If you got to do it, I would say what Terminator three next, then salvation. And then I think Genesis is the worst. Yeah, I think Salvation, I, I have a little bit of a soft spot for. I think so Bale, I. Bale committed. It's it, There's a good movie in there somewhere. There is. There's some but, really cool concepts in that movie. Yeah, but it just falls so flat across the edge. It's just this man the whole time. Yeah, it is. It feels like all the bones were there, and then it was just the bones were put together by the wrong director, maybe. Well, you don't think Mick G, I believe, who's who it was? was the best choice for that charlie's I don't, own. I don't want to shit on him in case he's watching but i don't think he I, I think we're safe maybe not mick <laughs> Who knows? i apologize but uh yeah i don't know I don't, it's but i think but, i honestly think you i i think that concept that 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 actor list with a different director a matt reeves you're talking about a great movie yeah yeah, and stronger hands, of course. I agree yeah. entirely. Bale, uh, yeah, and then extra well, audio from Linda Hamilton. Like it had the, it really had a lot going for it. Let, let's. I want to see Reeves as Batman before I think he can take over a franchise type of movie. I keep seeing like headlines about this thing. Warner Brothers aren't happy with it or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know what that. to believe. I don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I do need to see that, but I've been impressed with his work. Um, the whole yeah. way through since Cloverfield. I'm very impressed with him. But yeah, um, 
and I can't obviously, you know, in relation to our, our show, I can't wait for Giacchino's Batman score. I think that's some. Um, was yeah. that a little spoiler about the eventual? Do you know something, or are you saying? No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's he's the composer of the Batman. Oh, okay. I was there. I was at the Royal Albert Hall in London the oh, night yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was asked to do it by Matt Reeves. Um, Matt Reeves got down on one knee and asked him if he would compose the Batman score live on stage. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Giacchino is like the guy that, you know, people say is the heir apparent to Williams. And yet he's taken over Spider-Man from Elfman and now Batman from Elfman. So that's quite interesting. Um that he's kind of following in his footsteps a little bit. He'll be doing Beetlejuice next. <laughs> I, potentially. Although there were other iterations between the two. Oh, yeah. He didn't pick up the mantle immediately. But yeah, I know no, what of course. Mean. That's it's just a, a, a strange... Interesting happenstance. Agree. Uh, so how we how, he was the next Williams. I think, uh, well, he's done, the, you know, I think he's the... He's the the baton is being passed to him for Star Wars potentially. We've got he did Jurassic World. Mm. Um uh like I guess you could say his Super 8 score is very similar to E.T. Um yeah, the films are there's a lot of like similarity. Yeah, yeah, the Spielbergian and JJ similarities, mm-hmm. I think John Williams and Jakina, they run the same yeah. parallel train tracks. So Super 8 is his goonies, like trying to make something for a younger generation that they'll carry with 100%. them. So it's darker. Yeah, it's Goonies with a splash of close encounters maybe or something mm. maybe a little bit of Jurassic park but yeah yeah the J, jj clearly grew up watching early spielberg and jacchino obviously carried you know watched those films with the ear yeah. on the score i think it shows well, and i'm sure they went in with the production meeting of this is what this is the vibe we're going for here's what we're trying to sell yeah. maybe not yeah. say williams and spielberg but use all the keywords that describe a Williams and Spielberg film. So you just, yeah, you don't have yeah. to say it without saying it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, we, the chat is going crazy. Thanks to everybody that showed up. To, uh, Josh Sachs, Heinrich, Brandy, uh, Drew. Oh God. I just, I clipped over from the private chat to the comments. I am. I apologize to everyone. Yeah. There's a ton over there. I, I don't know how oh, to thanks. share. So, so it comes in on StreamYard on my end, but not on yours. I know that. I'll just read a couple here. Um, congratulations to Andy on his recent wedding. It was recent. Thank you. And, and thank you for the congratulations. Um, <laughs> congratulations, Andy. Congrats, Andy. Okay, well, um, Matt's here too. Does anyone want to? Uh... Well, you kind of had the big news. <laughs> I am That's utterly true. unconcerned with. But did everyone hear about that. how good your basketball match was? Um... I don't really. Con- I pale in comparison. <laughs> Who gives a shit about a day that I'll forget over the passage oh. of time versus a day you'll never forget? So I think. Are we... Yeah. Two events are not directly yeah. analogous. What what's the structure of the show, Matt? What have you got in mind for this this particular show? Uh, uh, are we just are we interacting here on the chat, or what are we doing? I, I think we could do whatever we want. I don't know that there is a specific well, I, structure. I, I, I wanted to know that. about Josh Sachs and listening on one point five speed because that's my go to. I oh, listen on. I listen to everything. Yeah, yeah. Eight oh. What would it be? Twelve oh two for you. Um, this is slightly weird. I normally listen at 1.5 speed. So basically, I listen to everything on 1.5 speed. I, in fact, I used to listen to your show, Top 10, on 1.5. And I remember flipping to normal speed, mm-hmm. and you and Roka both sounded so drunk to me, like slow and drunk. And I wonder if Josh is having the same experience now. Like Our voices must sound like we're hammered or basically slowed down, like something's wrong. 
So I'm I'm interested to get more on that. Yeah, but it's, he was yeah. he was the first commenter as well. So if he can, yeah, if there's any way of interacting with him, uh, you let me know. Yeah, I can Whether flash it over to the screen. Uh, whatever his response is, so you can read it live. Um, yeah, now Brandy says she listens it at two speed. Two. But I can't yeah, do that's... it with the music. No, you don't want to listen to my piano. It doesn't the piano yeah. go out of tune when you're listening on the wrong speed? Music goes out of tune. Yeah, it'll go to a different key. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brandy, you're letting us down there. All right. Well, no, she said not for this one. Oh. Uh, unless she does it somehow for all the talking and then goes Just back stop. to regular for the music. And then <laughs> like we, that's got to be a nervous way to listen to a show. We, uh, we play painful. a lot of music. So wow. congrats from Drew. Um, give us the stats. We did we did that. It was two and three in the first game, three and five in the second. Oh, I can keep going, but we'll move on. Well, there's a... Yeah, Drew Enns now says he can do no more than 1.25. He feels so old. How do you get 1.25? Oh, that's YouTube. Not podcast. All right. Yeah, I don't... I've never really... You don't do that? ...any of that stuff. So now I just... It's just too it. much content, Matt. That's the problem, like... I start yeah, to get anxious. It's true, out. but I, I, knowing that I can't listen to it all, I just enjoy what I do listen to then. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can consume all day long. Uh, yeah, I choose not to. Just start kneecapping the young guys, Josh says. That's in relation to you uh, playing with guys that are, are you know, decade your junior. What other uh, shows do you listen to? Actually, mostly um, sports. Sure. Sports related. I listen to like soccer, football podcasts. Uh-huh. Um, what are the best ones? I, oh, the Times, the the newspaper here called the Times. Mm-hmm. It's more of an online um, news outlet now. Um, but they have one called The Game, and it's a very good, well-rounded podcast. Um, not biased in any way. Okay. I've listened to other podcasts that are very, very biased towards the... Uh, the support that they get from the hosts and this one's very rounded um uh, so i really like the game if you wanted to get an ear on what was happening in the world of football and obviously it might be a good time to start listening to that because the euros start next week and so that all their programming is going to be about that if you wanted to people wanted to keep an ear on uh the international competition which is still being called euros 2020 even though it's delayed a year because they couldn't be bothered to pay for all the branding uh, again yeah i mean <laughs> japan's running into that right now some ridiculous right. percentage of their population does not want these games to go on, and yet they've sunk so much money in that the organizers and the bureaucrats are like, "This, I'm pretty sure this is going to happen, guys." Yeah, uh, yeah. And just they delayed for a year, and it cost them an extra four or five billion dollars just for the delay because you got to pay for all the maintenance staff and the remarket, like rebranding and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The advertisers that bought time. So do you have to shift that to the next? So uh, just one thing after another, after another. Yeah, yeah. I think that shit is coming. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I'll, maybe I'll check out the game from the times. The game. Yeah. The game podcast. I really like it. Um, I have played a little. Uh, let's go. Let's keep. I want to. So the. Um, you no, your for? first movie back is a horror movie, Drew says. Your first movie back, oh, to cinemas is a horror movie. Yeah, it was with me yeah. as well. Yeah, I think the horror movies are kind of getting, they're getting dropped in now. I think the, because they, 
horror movies at uh, the box office certainly here are less of a gamble they kind of know they're going to make money but the big yeah. blockbuster ones they have to get out of the way of stuff so they're kind of they push and they build up their marketing whereas horrors you can you could drop with a week to go well because usually horrors cost so little so the yeah. stakes are much much lower that's why there's so many of them and they've got a built-in well their built-in population or, or demographic are a bunch of young kids who probably don't give a shit about the virus by and large. <laughs> you know, they'll wear their mask, but they're young and reckless and dumb. Hey, we all were. Uh, yeah. I would have worn my mask, but there would have been times I took it off. Um, you know, anyway, so it makes more sense that horror would be the first out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Quiet Place probably had a larger budget than, you know, your average horror film that's competing against. I wonder what the new Conjuring's budget was. Or yeah, whatever I the hell that, that series. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen a single one of those. Anna, oh really? No way. Uh-uh. Not interested? Not your thing? Or just haven't got to it? Nah, just don't watch. Horror's got to be kind of transcend the genre on some level. I just, yeah. I don't get scared. So a lot of what is the compelling parts for Good everyone point. else, just kind of like, yeah, of course he jumped out from that shadow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Music was building and boom. Okay. Got I mean, you. you could appreciate it. Be like, oh, that's a unique way, but I just don't get sucked in. Uh, there's so. a there's a shot that um you can look up on YouTube and it's not a not anything to do with scariness or anything but it's just one of those clips in a horror movie that um you have to appreciate the the actual quality of the the filmmaking and uh like I guess it would be like watching the the table scene in jaws with the hands and the copying the father and son mirroring each other and it's a scene in the conjuring where they move into the house right up the top of the movie Mm-hmm. And um, and the camera from them parking up on their new driveway in this kind of amity style house in the woods. The camera starts with them getting out of the car and then tracks in a single shot through every room of the house. And it's all the kids like running around and finding their room. And this is my room jumping onto the bed with it in a single shot. And it just it kind of just. It's kind of going to you, right, for the next five minutes, you're going to get the layout of the house. So all the scares that are going to be coming up for the next hour and a half, you're going to know exactly where things are. And you get every angle and every perspective, almost like a real estate agent going around and taking shots yeah. from every corner. It was beautiful. And the choreography of the actors moving in and around, considering there are, I don't know, someone will tell me, but maybe five kids and two parents, beautifully done, and a dog running in and out. That shot is uh it that for me when i'm watching conjuring i went oh this is a very good movie like okay. a well-made movie that is above and beyond a typical horror film then conjuring 2 and from what i've seen this the spin-offs annabelle and the nun they're all just typical typical horror movies without that kind of that finesse yeah that so, little panache, um, that little mm-hmm. style the stuff that makes it yeah then I would see that. Like I saw uh, Cabin right. in the Woods because enough people told me like, no, it's really interesting. And I think the horror, the elements, the different genres they dabble in really add to the story and make it a unique, interesting outcome. Uh, but a bunch of the others and be like, nah, I I, I kind of get what it is from the outside and that's fine. If that's your cup of tea, I'm not going to shit on you because horror always does well. It just doesn't do billions at the box office, but you know, cost twenty million to make, made one hundred and ten. Yeah, that's a good money maker. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're strong. Um, uh, what was it going to? I saw something in the comments then. Okay. Uh, oh, it was uh, it was our friend Eric. 
Um, he's done a name drop. By the way, cup. I'll get to it in a sec. Cup of tea, not your cup of tea. Uh-huh. Is that because you're uh, you're very in line with the English English language? Is that a cup of tea? A saying over there, not your cup of tea, is in not something yeah. you. Yeah, generally an LA. I've said it my or, whole life. I've said it my you know, whole you, life. You're a much more learned fella than most. I I wouldn't say that. I think it's just a colloquialism that I grew up on the East Coast ish. Okay. So, Perhaps and- it's more set out there, but I'm pretty sure that's a, a national, like universal. Everybody's okay. heard it, whether or not people use it. Uh, but I think it's pretty common overall, okay. I would say. Cool. Um, yeah, Eric says... Yes, your, me- your country is still infected ours. We will eventually purge all of it, and we'll just have Americanisms for every single Funny. thing. But occasionally Funny. we do still take... Uh, <laughs> hey, I say in for a penny, in for a pound, even though we don't have pounds. Okay, what would be the Americanized version of that? Uh, probably in for a buck, in for a penny, in for a buck, or in for, or in for a dollar. But in, the the alliteration of penny and pound works so much better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. So in for a, would it be a, a cent? Is a cent what's the, your single? Well, it's a penny. Oh, you have a penny. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a cent. Yes, but we call it a penny. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Penny, nickel, dime, quarter. Oh, we really, we really have cent piece. I don't half dollar. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna take some things. Yeah, we still stuck with the imperial system you gave us gave us for some fucking reason. You, I know you have a an issue with this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when we talk about my weight loss, you. Uh, well, you well, because to... you guys use stones, and that's something you had to grow up with because it doesn't oh, make any just sense. Nonsense. To an even it today, is. even today, it came up. Even today, it came up at work. Um, have a a Polish team member who asked me to trans transfer it to kilos for her, so she could understand. <laughs> Exactly. This, this middle ages weight system. How many stones is that? Doesn't baby? make any sense. It, it doesn't it? make no. a lick of fucking sense. But I, I, you know, it's arbitrary as any other. But it's hard to transfer the measurement. But yeah, it's fucking. How many cups are in a quart? I couldn't tell you. Whereas two hundred and fifty milliliters goes into one liter. How many times? Well, I'm pretty sure I can figure that out. It makes more sense. Yeah, Eric says. Uh, Eric says after meeting with Giacchino about scoring Medal of Honor, doing a name drop, uh, making me very jealous. Spielberg put his arms around Giacchino after hearing his demo and said, "This is the next Williams." Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Anointed well, you go. from day one. There you go. Signed off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to pick up any? Uh... I don't want to hog the chat. No, it's all right. We'll just move on. We'll we'll check back in with the chat as we go along. Yeah, yeah, they're really going for it. It's uh, it's great. I haven't heard from Josh though about. I guess uh, if he was listening to us on one point five times speed, maybe he's finished the episode already. <laughs> Quite possibly, he could have zoomed right past us very yeah. easily. There you go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you you liked Quiet Place one and excited for the second. Yeah, one. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as amazing as I thought, you know. I thought it was an interesting take on that type of movie. So I was looking forward to the second one. Thought, okay, what else can you guys do with this? And then the addition, the cast that they added, it was like, I'm a fan. Yeah. So that's it. I've seen one trailer, but I try and block it out. Uh, like during watching all these basketball games, it comes up. Just like I'm trying not to pay attention to it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because Cruella, I haven't seen any of the Disney live actions. You haven't seen any? No, I haven't seen Aladdin? a single one. Wow, nope. wow, wow. Not a single one. The only one I think I might be willing to is Jungle Book. Um, all the others are just like, meh, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, once again, that's how often I say it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, so it was just like, okay, well, Quiet Place 2, I am actually looking forward to, so I do want to see it. And this is nicely aligning of I am fully vaccinated now and I can go. If there was something else out competing against it, because they're in shit all by and large until July for me. Um, fast, I'm not looking forward to. I so don't have understand. you got have you got a little have you got a list of what's coming out your end? Um yeah, there's nothing else. So it's fast for June. Oh, we've got In the Heights on Friday. We're seeing In the Heights Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me know how that is. Well, yeah. Well, you won't be going to see that, I guess, but that is a very exciting one. So okay. back before Anna and I knew each other, I went to the penultimate showing of In the Heights. I actually went with Luke, um, who designed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke and I went to see In the Heights, the penultimate night in London. And then the final night in London, Anna was there. We had no idea. Obviously, we didn't know each other back then. Um, that we were one day out from potentially, you know, bumping into each other. Um, mm. But yeah, so we were both huge fans of that. And so Friday night is um, what's called an unlimited screening. So basically, we have an unlimited pass, which is we can go for free as many times as we want. There's no actually no limit. Some things are called unlimited, and obviously there are restrictions. But this one is completely unlimited, Cineworld. And um, they put on screenings, so you get to see films a week early on a one-off unlimited screen. It's only the card holders that are allowed to go. And te- we tend to enjoy those screenings, not only because we get the privilege of seeing something early, sure, but they make it a bit of a spectacle. They put a red carpet out. Um, they usually give you treats as you go in. And the other thing that I love is that unlimited card holders, people that pay a certain amount annually to go and have this privilege, mm-hmm. um, tend to be they have a lot more decorum in the cinema itself. Oh, of course. You've paid so much money. This is a big to-do. Yeah. So the I don't want to be rude, but the riffraff of a general Tuesday night at the cinema, they they talk and they have their phones out. But an unlimited night is your perfect night with just cinema lovers. And so um, we're very excited for Friday night. Very, very, very excited. So I will let you know how it is. And, um, you know, I think Catherine will probably be up for that one, though. She She'd go and see that. In the Heights? She a musical person? Um, Given the chance, I think maybe? so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she's anti. A bunch of... I know she likes musicals, but I think it also has to speak to her because I couldn't get her to go see Book of Mormon with me. No, really? Uh-uh. That's surprising. Uh, that's way more your speed, though, I guess. That's good, yeah. At least when I saw it. I've only seen a handful of musicals alive, like Les Mis... Um, shit. Musical live. Those might be the only two I've seen live. No, no, no I saw. Um, oh, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. It's what Topsy Turvy's based on. If you ever seen that movie, um, uh, the Mikado. Oh no, don't know it. That's fun. It, yeah, but it comes down to a couple roles as to how good it is or not. Okay. Uh, I knew that kind of going into it, having seen the movie. If you've never seen the movie, it's about them making the Mikado the first time like the anyway it's excellent Hmm. and it's an English period piece about theater people you know from a hundred ish years ago (laughs) it's really good I've watched it I have watched that thing like probably 15 times I'm a big fan whoa um but I have to kind of like know about it before I go see it okay and I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't hang out with a bunch of people that see musicals 
all that. I mean, I on the periphery, like I'm friends with people that do, but see all the time and hang out with. No, not as often. Yeah. Um. So I'd be down. I, I get that. We um we're big theater people, and we have that as part of our circle. Like mm-hmm. you know, pe- people have their ear to the ground, and um, yeah. yeah, we have a couple of shows booked. We have one. Uh, we have one thing booked this summer that is is theatrical but it's not theater um and it's something that i've i've recommended to you well potentially catherine when we've spoken about it but anytime you're here i'm gonna make i'm gonna see what they're putting on because they'll do like a an eight-week run and then change it and it's essentially a live version of a movie so they've done back to the future where they had the entire like twin pine mall like set up and they had you know doc coming down the zip wire by the from the clock and the lightning and it was incredible and the delorean like on hydraulics like taking off and stuff they've done empire strikes back and anna and i went to um uh stranger things and it was in a like an 80s style mall when they had the you know the demogorgon jump out at us and it was excellent and we have booked for this summer we've we're doing um dirty dancing so it's it's set at the cat skills and you have to dress up and you know, there's going to be like dancing and drinks and it's like a party in, in the, in the country and uh, really, really cool. And then at the end of the night, you watch the movie on, on giant cinema screens. They have loads of cinema screens and the yeah. actors are there in amongst you that are dressed like the characters in the movie and they, they time it. So they're perfectly in tune with the movie. And um, wow. so, yeah, yeah, I've done a few of them. I did 28 days later and we were in hospital beds watching and cinema screens on the ceiling. <laughs> like this thing is absolutely insane. And uh, that's fun. Yeah, you guys would like, I'm sure everyone in the chat would absolutely love this. It's called Secret Cinema and they have, uh, they'll do a highlights package. So I I recommend after this, go and look up the Secret Cinema YouTube channel and watch the highlights of their Empire Strikes Back night. And it is legit. And the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So yeah, of course, you go, to the, the, you go to the Star Wars night. And um, if you kind of, uh, you might be given a token. And if you, give that token over to the barman at the Mos Eisley Cantina. He'll give you something else. And then you go and trade that with someone. It might be some spice or whatever. And then eventually you might get to have a photo opportunity with Boba Fett instead of just not doing something. So if you, if you want to play the part, you can, you know, yeah, essentially when, at, at stranger things, Anna ended up running around with the guy that was playing David Harbour's character in okay. uh, stranger things and like running around with him in his Hawaiian shirt because she had, done something that was what part of her task or she could have just decided no i'm just going to enjoy it and eat a corn dog and it doesn't matter but she yeah. decided no i want to go for it i want to do it and so she ended up like running around with this guy and we were just having a great time luke luke, luke and his wife again amy that was the best time if you, you and Catherine are here and you don't have to be part of the theatrics but i'm sure you'd have a great time with it it's so much fun i can't believe yeah. it's not set up in la I, I, it would it would fly i've never heard of almost anything theaters. like that yeah there's gotta be, there's gotta be, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. And they do it. They did drive through additions whilst they, they couldn't socially, you know, with social distancing, they did a drive through version, um, you know, and they'd be like, you know, up going up to the cars and yeah, it's so good. Um, hopefully that I'm going to check the chat and see if that's uh peak people's interest. Um, that sounds uh, awesome. Adding that to my London bucket list. Um, yeah. Okay. That does sound amazing. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Dude, when I when we were in London, we went to the West End and saw Kit Harrington, somebody else perform and basically a two person play, and I fell asleep. 
It was oh, so man. boring. It was so boring. I fell asleep twice. I fell asleep and then uh, I woke up and Catherine noticed it. And then I was just like, oh, and then later on I fell asleep and uh, she woke me up after a couple minutes. It was just, it was late. Plays are tough. And it was, it was, talk, I couldn't get into play, it. Like really, really tough. Well, I just, it was, uh, and, it, and it was a dark set because they were setting a mood. So it was just so low light in there and long drawn out expositional, you know, soliloquies from each of them just like i am i am out on this i yeah. can't believe we've got <laughs> intermission needs to end oh no we're going back for an act two. Oh, oh, man. i made it halfway uh i saw the second but yeah that sounds like way more fun yeah, get into it enjoy yourself you can watch yeah, exactly. it, the revelry of others or uh participate Oh, so apparently there is, um, I just read the comment, Secret Cinema isn't in the US, but I just signed up to get notified when it comes. So apparently they're looking into it. So you can be notified to be emailed when it comes your way. Or whoever that is, we just steal the idea and we do it ourselves. It's like they didn't didn't patent the idea. So let's do it. Do it. We'll fly you in and you can be like, we'll do like a Phantom of the Opera type of theme and you can be right. uh, playing a huge organ. Don't, I'll figure it all out. Don't Perfect. worry. I do have a good and bad half of my face. So that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, I'll cover that one. No, that one. I've got this little horrible bumpy thing there. I'll cover that one. Um, yeah. So I, I want to cut, do you want to, do you want to grab some comments from the chat since everyone's been so lovely in there? Sure. Which one jumped out at you? Well, I think we left it with Eric. Eric said, speaking of spoilers, this is going back to um, when we were talking about the spoilers in reviews and stuff like that. So in the Sixth Sense album, there's a track called Malcolm's In Dead, I guess. Maybe, is, is, dead. It is Dead. And on The Phantom Menace, there's a track called Qui-Gon's Noble End. Yeah, I knew about The Phantom Menace one, and that, that album got released a week ahead of the movie and obviously a big spoiler. Yeah, I didn't know about The Sixth spoiler. Sense one. Yeah, the sixth sense like the... you don't know who that character is. Whereas Qui Gon, as soon as they yeah. say Qui Gon's name, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that's son of a bitch." Yeah, and I don't know. Would the Sixth Sense album have been released ahead of the movie? I guess not. Right, it wouldn't have been a big yeah. enough deal. I think the Phantom Menace is a bigger deal just because Shoot. there are people that would buy that beforehand. But they're the same year it. as well. That's interesting. Um, ninety nine, right? Whereas the Sixth Sense. I, I do. Do you really think there were release sales of the soundtrack up from a director that no one's ever heard of? No, I don't think so. I, and also, Eric, Eric bringing up um, the Sixth Sense to me as well. The the movie that I was ribbed on for not getting right. <laughs> of all the things, Eric. Well, sometimes um, you know it just works out. But yeah, he's just he's exercising those demons, obviously. Uh, mm, let me see. It's Henrik, not Heinrich. What's that about? Is that a basketball player? No, no, no. It's a, oh, no, no, no. That's the guy saying it's Henrik. Yeah, it's a, how Heinrich. to pronounce his name. Oh, great. So okay, Henrik cool. instead of Heinrich. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Because I'm, I'm sure I vacillate between the two pronunciations. Yeah, cool, cool. I'm sure it's fine. So uh, Henrik. Oh. I, will, I will do my best, Henrik, to remember that it's Henrik. Whenever I read the name Henrik W, or I believe it's Winterland, uh so henrik i will do my best henrik that's all you can do so uh, do you recognize people uh, people um followed us here from top 10 you have the same kind of crowd coming in 
You, you, um, rec- you see some of the names and recognize them and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Henrik and Drew Inns and uh, Josh Sachs and uh, uh, yeah, a bunch of different names. That, but I've also seen them in comments on the show and retweets and all that jazz, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they're expanding their diet and listening at two times speed, you know? Yeah, no, I'm 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 honored. I, I'm I'm glad people seem to enjoy the show. I we've never really because we've never done anything like this. Do you want to kind of uh, talk on the inception of the the show itself and how it came to be? And you know, sure. I'm sure people knew that I. I'm sure, for the most part, people knew that I was the guy that had done the golden ticket theme for you. But do you want to talk on kind of how we even met? How that? Well, we met in Chicago. Yes. We um, almost met in London, very, very close to meeting in London. Okay, that I don't know. You didn't know that, yeah. Yeah. So uh, from from my end, I came to see the mm-hmm. Top 10 show live in London because it was only you know down the road from me, and I was very excited to see you guys, and I was a listener. <laughs> Thanks for that backhanded compliment. I mean, it was right there, so we figured, well, what the fuck? You no, know? no, no, of course. Of course, <laughs> we, you know, of course. Of course we were going to come. But uh, yeah, um, so I got two tickets, and Luke um, – Luke's not a podcast listener, but I said to him, "You'll you'll get you'll really like it. It's a fun show, and I I bet they'll do it like a London themed episode." And uh, you did a back to back episode, I believe, in London. And um, no, we just did the one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So not only was it just ge- geographically convenient, but it felt too long for me, I guess. <laughs> Apparently so. It's like me in a play on the West End. It's yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. This needs the fucking you and, end. You and Kit Harrington, I'm asleep. No, um, yeah. yeah so. Uh, I was very excited. It took Luke and he really enjoyed it. And afterwards there's a big queue of people. So like you'd sold out the place and then it's a huge queue to meet you and John. Mm. And, um, I had, I recognized Catherine from your Instagram account, I guess, and introduced myself to Catherine. And basically I wanted to say to her in two months, this is February, I guess in February, yeah. 2019. And so in April, I'm flying to Chicago for Star Wars Celebration, and I've also got tickets to the Top Ten show. Um, so I'm going to try and meet Matt there, but we've got to grab our train. And um, and uh, and also Luke's uh, Luke's a sleepy baby, and it was late, and you 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 brought him onto the feed like past 10 p.m. He's he gets sleepy, yeah. so uh, yeah, we needed like a to, lot we of needed, people. We needed to duck out, and um, and I was confident that I'd get a chance to see you in Chicago anyway. And then I didn't. And then basically we came to the top 10. I came to the top 10 show on my own. I was in Chicago on my own. And I, Catherine and I recognized each other. And we met in the bar quickly and I got you a drink and got Catherine uh-huh. a drink. And then I remember you had to go and sound check. And you, I remember this and you won't remember this, but it's because <laughs> the meeting was a bigger deal for me <laughs> that you looked at me and then you looked at Catherine and then you looked back at me and then said to Catherine, are you okay? Can I leave you here? As if you were you were just kind of making sure she'd be all right on her own, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like she remembered me from London, and yeah, we'd we'd gotten on, um, yeah, and and we we were having a laugh together anyway, and you and you were busy, and so well, then, yeah, so I ended up sat with Catherine and your mum and dad, yeah, and um, it was that was really lovely, and and I guess I had to then, so you did a double show in Chicago, right? Yeah, we did a double bill in Chicago. Yeah, so I did. I stayed for one of them. I couldn't stay for the second. 
And Catherine was like, oh, you won't get to meet him again, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, the and I said, oh, that's okay. Like, I completely get it. And there'll be loads of people wanting to meet him anyway. And and I'm sure the time will come when me and Matt get to chat and stuff like that. And I think at that point, Catherine had decided that with my personality and knowing you so well, we're just going to get on well. She just decided it, I think. She was like, you know, he's not like a normal, you know, he can talk shop with you or whatever it is. She figured we would get on well. Maybe okay. our brains would go well together. And so, uh, yeah, I think um, she messaged me later that night and told me she, you and her were like back at the hotel. And she said, um, Matt's up for grabbing brunch tomorrow. That was about it, right? Yeah, we got brunch. Yeah, we grabbed some, downtown. Yeah, we grabbed some brunch in the diner and, and chatted for a few hours. And then you had to go and get your flight. Um. And that was it for a while. I guess we, you know, we just, we didn't chat a lot. You know, Catherine and I stayed in touch and, um, but you, you and I, like, we didn't have things to talk about generally. And then I, and then lockdown happened. Yeah. Well, we were going to grab a slice because I was heading over to LA and then lockdown happened. This is a longer story than it needs to be. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's, um, it's fine. So then, yeah, when lockdown happened, um, I started doing quizzes for friends. Yes. And one of my quizzes was uh, movie production logo themes. So I would mm -hmm. play the movie production logo. And I I, I did like a t quiz with 10 production logo themes. So I'm playing them on piano. So ones that went like that. And, yeah. you know, all these kind of ones. Um, and Lionsgate and 20th Century Fox. And, and basically you had to guess the the movie production logo. And I sent it to Catherine. I sent the 10 to Catherine and asked her to get your ear on it and see what you could get. And I guess from then, the next time you needed something with a musical inference, you were like, oh, Andy can probably put something together. So now I'll hand over to you because I don't know what your thinking well, okay. was. Yeah. When I asked Catherine at that bar in Chicago, it was mainly just because it's a brand new environment. She doesn't really know any people over there and I have to go. So it wasn't anything against you. It was just like, are you going to be okay? Because you're not going to see me for a while. So if you're not, just say something and we can get out of here. It's fine. It had nothing to do with, I mean, you were part of that calculus. It was more so concerned for her. Just like, you know, let me know if you're not and I'll figure something out type of thing. But yeah. I'm going to be distracted for a while. Uh, I took it as a compliment to be, to be honest. Yeah. Full full disclosure, I did not take that quiz. I did not do the uh, production. I will send it to you. She she told me about it, and she was like, oh, Andy did this. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, she told me, she's like, uh, when you get a chance, uh, do it. But then I forgot, got busy with something else. But I stored it away in the back of my head. Of course. And I started thinking about it. It's like, there's a there's a show in there somewhere. Um, And it ruminated for a while. And then I was like, what about we just did this? We take aspects of name that tune. We bring in your ability, your amazing ability on the piano. And there's something there. We can turn this into just a fun little show between the two of us. And then by nice happenstance, you turn out to be a nice guy and you can shoot the shit and uh, you're fun to meet up with every week. It's like, great. I, I could do this nonstop. And I think that the joy that we have between us as we do it and build up to the shows comes across. I think that's what people have kind of latched onto it that's my guess as of right now it seems like we're having fun yeah i, I, <laughs> I know that i believe I so yeah i don't know if scores are so 
um, you know, such a, a global uh, and enjoyable listen for people. I know a lot of people do listen to scores and, and Jason Inman watches every week and he loves listening to scores. And so that's his love of the show. Not only that, but he's friends with you and now friends with me. But um, I think people do watch for our, you know, for the fun that we put into it and the guests are always mm-hmm. great and, um, and stuff like that. But you, you did miss the, before that you, you got in touch with me about the golden ticket and um and uh yeah i so you, you would you would reach down and said hey if you need some help let me know yes you were kind yeah. enough to do that because I, I didn't just seek you out and i was like okay. you know what if you did could, you post something or i think you might have posted something, I might have on, posted the, something. on the top 10 group and i was like yeah i you know i can bash them together and so my house was being renovated i remember you then said to me like yeah if you want to like i'm thinking of doing this and says so i think the direction you gave me is um I, I want to do like the Golden Girls theme, but like a twist on it, and then yeah, change the lyrics, change yeah. the lyrics and stuff. And so, I I remember sending you back a photo, and my entire living room, this space here, mm-hmm. was uh, basically shrouded. It had a big dust cover on it for the painting. And I said, I sent you a picture and said, my piano's under there somewhere, and I'll I'll get I'll dig my piano out and I'll record it for you on my phone. I wanted you to know that it, I'm doing this on my phone. It's gonna I'll, I'll yeah, make yeah, the production. You set I'll, up a lot of like hey, yeah, hey a lot of things. It's like it's fine. I do not care. Yeah, I'm layering like, the caveat. Yeah, exactly. Layering the caveats up so you know that this is about as good as I can do in this moment. But I'll produce something properly. And then um, one day we'll release those like early drafts that I did of Golden Ticket theme and stuff like that. And and I had a lot of fun and we were coming up with different lyrics and there were some that were really, really funny and didn't work and maybe too long and stuff like that. But yeah, too, yeah we, too were, we were just back. We were back and forth and it was really fun. That, that kind of, yeah. it was more like collaborating with people. It's fun. It's like, what do you, what do you think? Of that? There's no bad ideas. So just like, what about this? When you came back, you, uh, you made a word change at the end of one line and it took something that was a problematic phrasing for me. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. And as you were singing it, I don't know if it was improv and you did it into it like a first time on a draft before you recorded. I can't remember what it was. I have to go back and listen to the song specifically and tell you. But you came yeah. back with that and I was like, oh, that's perfect. I couldn't fucking think of that. And it's such a simple fix. But sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. There was a lot of improvising going on at the piano because on a lot of the recordings, I would burst out laughing and still send it to you. So you could hear me like breaking and you could hear me getting chords wrong and going, oh shit, hold on. And then going again and stuff like that. There was a lot of raw material going on, but it was so much fun. And we would, we were hitting like firing back and forth. And considering we hadn't worked together before. Um, And I didn't know at that time that you were even having this idea, maybe that, you know, there's a show there. Maybe I had no idea. So I thought this is one and done time. I'm working with Matt, but even I was thinking, you know, we bounce off each other very well. This is easy. Yeah. Luke, too. So, uh, That's why I have no problem plugging Luke whenever. Yeah. Working yeah. with him, just like, hey, what do you think of this? All right, here's that. And then here's like four other ideas that I had, too. And you're like, okay, I'd really like two of those ideas. Shit, for the logo, I, I couldn't come up with anything. I'm usually pretty good with envisioning. Oh, you're, no, you're, you're, you're not. That is nonsense. You you had so many. You had hey. great, great ideas, the boxing gloves and... Yeah, yeah, but Luke coming up with, he came up with Nodi here. And as soon as I saw that, it's like, that's way better than anything because I was struggling. I was like, ah, it's, what about this? What about this? Ah, there's too much information in this one. Like, it's too complex. Yeah. Um, I was just overthinking it. And then he was easy too. And just like back and forth. What about this? Oh, he, oh. he is super, super easy. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and I, I think I, I think I, I, I don't know if it comes across, um, or if people went back now and saw me in episodes now versus those early episodes, but uh, those early, like the week or two before we recorded our first episode, and you and I are FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every other day coming up with ideas and sat there and like pen and paper, like coming up with the rules and all this kind of stuff. I don't know if it comes across in those first two episodes, but I, I'm still a fan of you at that point. And so like Anna, Anna's watching me like try and stay professional. And then after the first FaceTime, and uh, you know, you're a humble dude. And like, but after the first, FaceTime call where we were walking and you were like, oh, I've got this idea for the logo. And I hung up after we were done mm-hmm. and Anna and I were out for a walk. Remember seeing us walk down the street? It was really sunny that day. And um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember that, uh, that visual on the call, but I couldn't place it to specifically having this conversation. I just, I remember you were sitting once, uh, I think you put it like on your coffee table and there was a I was in the conservatory, behind yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And there was yeah. A, we were talking. I, I remember, but I remember the overall discussions, but I can't winnow it down to. Yeah. So that, that, that one particular one, I was out for the walk, Anna and I were out for a walk early and, um, and you wanted to, you, you were about to go to bed. So it was like that kind of time zone. And you had said, are you free for a, 10 minutes just to run an idea by you. And so then I hung up and I said to Anna, like Matt knows just FaceTime me. And honestly it was like that. And I, and I, I don't know if it does come across that in those early episodes. Anna says, I always keep it like pretty professional on the show. But honestly, there was a little bit of like, you know, within a year I'd gone from seeing you live and, you know, not getting a chance to meet you to, well, now you're just, you have my number and we just message every day. And it, and you know, I tried not to make you feel awkward about that, but yeah, it was a big deal for me, like to have you. It's um, kind of you to say. And I also think it's, uh, I, it's ridiculous because I, I, I'm me. So yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but also, you've seen that uh, the day that we decided to work together, uh, I gave Anna my top 10 t shirt that I bought from the, from Chicago merch table mm-hmm. that Catherine was running. And I gave Anna the t-shirt. I said, you can like, you can wear this now, like as a long t-shirt. I don't want it anymore because I'm not wearing a t-shirt of a guy that I'm working with. And, uh, <laughs> and so I sent you a picture. I've never worn of, that um, t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't wear a shirt with my face on it. It feels well, yeah, but, strange. And th- that's how I felt. And so, um, but I, I think I sent Catherine a picture of Anna wearing it. And I was like, this is hers now because it's just too weird for me. But uh, yeah, it's weird when Catherine uh, yeah, uh, like sleeping co- stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like- so the comments are saying that no one's really noticed that I've. Yeah, I, I could. I, was- I just figured you were uh, quieter at first, uh, trying to figure, you know, out. Well, oh, yeah. when should I interject or whatnot? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like kind of getting your your uh, steady legs, so to speak. Hundred percent. Your sea legs. That was, um, yeah, I still feel awkward. I would say, you know, anybody that wants to go into this thing where this is like episode 41 is kind of like this kind of interval 40 episodes in. Um, I'm still super awkward every single episode and um, still trying to figure it out. And Hopefully I still that doesn't go away too. On yeah. Because yeah, exactly. you are. Yeah. It's a little raw. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not polished. I am improving on them on the camera and the mic, but yeah. And those early episodes as well, 
Oh, you killed me. You you killed me with a couple of jokes when you put your hand slowly back into the frame. <laughs> and there was no one like you were like, I don't I don't know what to do with my hands here. I was like, oh, that's they're trying to figure out the song. And I'm like, you're missing the comedy here, fellas. That's right, right. It's a great timing. Usually it's on the scores because that's when you flip down in round three. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I, I like it when when I when I get you when I when I yeah, have you like you got me up. a couple of times and be like, that's a, that's a great fucking joke. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah when, I know they're I lost you, that, I don't hold them. That stays with me the week, you know, that that's, uh, I tell Anna, oh, I say, look out for this, you know, that stays with me to, to oh, get yeah. you. I, is trust a big, me. A good job. Yeah. I love a good joke. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's my, one of my favorite things in the entire world. Do you get me with a good one? I'm, I'm all in. So you, I, I you remember one of my favorites. It was in the Facebook group. And for those that, that are listening, whatnot, I don't go on Facebook anymore. And I rarely use Instagram because I, I, I'm just not a fan of a lot of their policies. It sucks, but it, they've gotten to the point where I, you guys, you guys are the worst anyway. Uh, but somebody, <laughs> somebody started a text thread with, um, Hey, would anybody else listen to a history podcast? If Nose did it. And it's just, I, I'm not going to take the time. I would love to, but, the ones that I listen to, they put in so much research to talk about one specific topic. It becomes a full-time job. Yeah. And that's the type of caliber that I would want to be doing if I'm going to invest the time to do it. Just like, I don't have that kind of time because I'm not getting paid to do it. That's there's a, you know, type of thing. But anyway, it goes, how many of her comments deep? And then one dude just writes, and I died laughing, just went pass. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, that is a great, I even, even if you are like legitimately saying it, I died laughing. Cause it just, I do that sometimes pass just, just to be an asshole, but you kind of need to know the room. That's the only way it's funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in that one, just like, well, you got a room of one. I thought it was hilarious. Just you're already obviously a fan of the show. You like me. So this is, that's what makes it so good. I know you don't yeah, really that, yeah. genuinely mean, you know, but fucking great joke. But yeah, I, I love a good. It, it'll always make me laugh. Yeah, it's when people try to be funny. That's the only time I don't like humor. You, right. Do you know what I mean? I remember that. <laughs> well, no, it's no, come up like mean. people find I out you're like, a comedian and they instantly start trying to run jokes on you. It's like, oh, I did I've that heard. to you. At, I did that to you at the, at the brunch. But you actually gave me a pass on it. Um. Yeah, it's trust me. Do you know how many racist jokes I've heard from random strangers? Because they're like, right. "Oh, you'll like this," and be like, well, "What about me? Makes you think that I'm gonna like this?" And two, you don't think you're the one thousandth person that has told me some variation of this joke? Mm. Uh, it's ha it happens a lot. So that's the only time. But I love a good fucking joke. Yeah, yeah you you all... you kill you kill me every single episode. So yeah, if I can get you on, you know. One in four shows I might land. The the uh, the anything we do from coming to America seems to get you whenever I try and replicate. I, and you do like the, that. The songs are already ridiculous in that movie, so then to add, it's almost like a layer on top, a hat on top of a hat, a joke on top of a joke. Yeah, um, English white pianist tries. Uh, I do enjoy yeah. that. That missed the cow from about a boy. I was so looking forward to that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you do. You, you you love putting rap songs in for me. You <laughs> I love do. It. Well, I also think that's a good one for that movie. Yeah. Once you get the oh, clue, just like oh, it's Mr. Cow, but I wanted you to get to shake that ass. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. That's what people need to see. We need to do some. We need to do um, some 
version where people get to see me work shopping how i get these things on piano we need to do so i need to get the camera out and and record me like trying these like some of the raps that i have to work out and and play the piano and put the verse together and not know how long i have to work it out the one with the wangers we did and i had I, they just like they knew what song it was and what film it was and they were just letting me go yeah oh but yeah people oh. you know that takes it takes a lot of work to get those things right all the intonation mm. in the in the lyrics so oh yeah yeah well because that's totally... what the that's the musicality of it that's them yeah. playing their instrument exactly so, that yeah um i'm just gonna yeah, i'm just gonna uh drop off camera a second i just need to plug my laptop in otherwise we're gonna lose me one second uh go for it do whatever you got to do he'll be back momentarily uh how is the chat i'm not sure how much longer who will go at this point maybe maybe make this an extra long episode i have no idea um my afternoon is relatively free today so i mean i could sit here and jibber jabber for quite a long time but thank you to everybody that's still sticking with us in the chat um got a, a nice group uh drew uh henrik uh, eric brandy thank you to you all and there were as numerous others earlier but uh not sure if they're still watching they've dropped off but this is the first time we've ever done this hey join along perhaps we'll do something like this uh in the future for the main show um or for the regular show rather uh but yeah we'll be right back to it next week it just didn't seem fair to Andy, hey, you just got married. All right, now you need to finish working on these 15 songs and throw in a couple context clues and uh, show up and take time away from your bride, although she's back at work today, but still, give him a week off. Um, it worked out for all involved. We're right back to our regular scheduled programming content next week. Uh, we've got uh, returning guests, Ashley and uh, Jason, coming back, little... Uh, Couple battle royale round two in the very near future, and a bunch of other fun shows lined up after that. Um, Andy's back. There we go. What I miss? What I miss? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Uh, just jabbering away, basically. Nonsense, nonsense, you're, nonsense. You're, you definitely are good at. There's no dead air on a show with Matt Nose. That's what I've noticed across your many shows. You're good at the what do they call it? What's the word in the in this kind of world? The f what, you fill in. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, it start. There's a word that starts with a V, and I can't remember what it's called. Like that starts with a V, and it's about that just interstitial discussions yeah. in between so, and random. Someone, someone will drop it in the chat. It might be British only, and I've I'm remembering it wrong. Like. Doesn't matter what well, I don't know. It could be I've, the variation of what we call host, you call presenter. Vamping. Vamping. What, oh yeah, yeah, vamping. That's what you're good at. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah I could think point. of it. Yeah, vamping is one we use. Um I don't like presenter. Right. It just okay. doesn't ring. And do you guys ever say host? Um the host of this show? Mm, no, no, you're probably right. We say presenter. Yeah. What about like, uh, um, if they were on a panel show, 
And it's like, I, you know, just sitting down and chat and be like, oh, this, this lady is the host, host. of blah, blah, blah. Host. Yeah. Host. Yeah. So you don't say presenter of. Okay. No, no, no. If it's a panel, formal. yeah. Presenter game shows, host panel shows. Yeah. Or presenter. What about like- if you have a presenter on a panel show and they are a guest, how would they be introduced? Ah, um, so what a British version. So if Graham Norton yeah. is a guest on a show, he is the presenter of the Graham Norton show. Okay. All right. So he's not the host of the Graham Norton show. He is still the no. presenter of, okay. So you maintain that through there. All right. That's what yeah. I wanted to know. So they're always then referred to as a presenter, uh-huh, uh-huh. no matter yeah. the context that you put them in. I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just too, it's too long. They're a host. So host. Short, I like host. And that's what their job should be is they it should be short. Come up, you know, a little, a little bit up top and then like, let's get into the game or get into whatever it is. My guests that are coming up. Yeah. No, I like it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Host is good. Plus Matt Crescenta doesn't have the same ring to it. That's, that's a really bad joke. I'm sorry. At least you tried. You could see it the brain bad. was working. It wasn't, it wasn't lazy. Um, you know, there's something to be, look, someone give me an LOL. You write, sometimes you write a joke and it's too wordy for your own good. Someone give me an LOL in the comments, please. Yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. that once. I did a, um, a show. It was early on. Eventually it was a, on TV on Comedy Central. It was called Roast Battle, but it was me and a buddy. And, uh, I said it one of them. So just the worst thing you could say about him and it comes back. And then the other person says the worst thing they could say about you and just go back and whoever gets the biggest crowd reaction wins. And mm-hmm, I said mm-hmm. one at one point and, uh, I got to the end of it. I was like, what too wordy. And like three, four people laughed because they were, they're all writers. And they're like, knowing that my own analysis, it's the only joke that didn't do resoundingly well or better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just fell flat. And I knew it as soon as I said, it was like, it's too fucking wordy. But by making fun of the joke, at least they knew I was aware of, here's where I fucked up and I realize it. Yeah. Um, does that then, Does can you only do that authentically one time? Like you catch yourself, you read the room, you go for it with the with the button. Could you then write that, oh, too wordy for you guys as a thing? Or would you just have the... Would you just you mean, have as a self-ana- permanent fixture of the joke going forward? Yeah. Is it if, never authentic enough after that? No, I mean, you could, you could, it comes down to the salesman. Yeah. Uh, also it could be a joke where half the time it works and half the time it doesn't. So it just extends the life of, and you have a, a an out for each outcome. So yeah. It's okay. Yeah. There are mannerisms and stuff where like the first time I saw a friend of mine really catch himself on stage, he'll dub over laughter and he hit his knee like with the mic, but it was genuine. And he saw the reaction he got from the crowd. So then he would do it once a set. And it's just like, that is so fucking disingenuous at this point. I really, uh, really yeah. Tough. And after like three years of seeing it, I told him, I was like, don't you think if an audience member, cause you do have a fan base and they come back to see you that you're going to make yourself laugh every time they see you. And sometimes it's like the same two or three jokes that doesn't feel inauthentic to you. And he was like, nah, man, they like it. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. You got to get to some level then where people are like, oh, when's he going to do the thing with the knee? Yeah. So you've, it got becomes a hit, hook. you've got to hit to some hype before that. I, becomes did. A thing. So and do you have a bunch you of know buttons? They've said for, the joke. Yeah. Do you it have a bunch of like, um, a, like fail safe kind of self-analysis things like that ready to go or 
Yeah, because you're very, very quick, very quick. No, uh, uh, like your your crowd work is. I very have. Strong, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm good at crowd work. Now there are people yeah. that are way. There, one of my friends, I've known him for one of my closest friends. He's easily the funniest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he only does crowd work because he feels like writing a joke and just doing it over and over again. That to him feels inauthentic. So he just goes up and talks, but he is, I mean, it's so good. It is ridiculous. Um, and I'm good at crowd work, but you see that and be like, nah, that's his bread and butter. And you got to be able to recognize when somebody is superior. And I like that in other comics. I like to watch people that do things stronger than I ever did. It's like, you know, this guy is excellent at storytelling in this fashion because there's all kinds of different, you know, variations of stories that you can tell. It's like, oh, he'll tell more of these more personal, long drawn out. But it's when you get to the punch, it's so cathartic, a release. Yeah. And the confidence that he had to have to build up knowing I'm fine with the dead air and you guys just being sucked into the story. It's so impressive to watch. You're like, that is craftsmanship, but it's not something I want to do. And that's why I like it. But yeah, anybody that does something, you're like, fuck, that is really interesting. Um, yeah, you get drawn to all kinds of... That's why we do a show on the top 10 called Topic Thunder. And recently mm. somebody asked, who's on your Rushmore comedy? And it's like, dude, what mood am I in? Because I know so many different comedians. I've seen, you know, 10 times more than the average person. Yeah. And I know all kinds of names of people you'll never see perform and be like, dude, if you ever saw this one dude's bit though, that's one of the funniest jokes, singular. He couldn't write many others, but that one joke is still to this day, one of the best jokes I've ever heard. Right. Have you, uh, do you, have you had nights at the, at the store where a comedian does so has such a good night and you got to see that night and they've never then replicated that kind of moment but they they would get on your Rushmore on that night. Hmm. Like their best it's night. Definitely that. Yeah. Well, have, just, you had a, was... have you had a very, have you had a, like a, a night that's kind of like hard to even think? Hey, you, how do you, you'd... I don't know how you judge that. Okay. You know what I mean? Because comedy is so subjective. Have I had a room that would potentially agree with you? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm saying? I'm assuming from their reaction, I, this woman attacked me one time on stage. I was doing jokes about, I used to bartend and the setup of the joke is, you know, I make fun of a guy patron and then I make fun of a girl patron. And then I make fun of not from the audience, from my days. I could make them all guys. I could make them all girls, just like common occurrences that come up and you spin them okay. or whatever else. And everybody can kind of identify with it because maybe they've never done it, but they've seen it. And after working in a bar, just like, dude, there's so many examples. But I was going back and forth. And finally, this woman chimed in and was like, you're not. She was drunk. You're not perfect. And I was like, excuse me? And she said it again. And I was like, when did I ever say I was perfect? And then I went through and made fun of myself for the next. I'm not kidding. I made. I did about a minute and a half to two minutes of like, what about you makes what about me makes you think that I think that I'm perfect. Think about what the psychology of what I do. I belittle myself for the amusement of strangers such that their laughter at my pain somehow makes me feel better about myself. What sounds healthy mentally from that and any form of perfection. I remember that because it was like, that was the opening. And then I did 90 seconds, two minutes more of making fun of myself. Audience is dying. And then at the end of it, 
fine. And you could tell I have them going and I get to the end. And I was like, so fuck you, bitch. <laughs> the whole room, except for their table stood up and applauded. And I'm not bullshitting. I got a standing O because I just made fun of myself for two minutes. And yeah. Cause you're just going like, like this. You're going building, yeah. building, building. Yeah, yeah. 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 But she appreciated it just as much because I had read the room. And then the best part was, then I looked up and I was like, I still have five minutes. How do I fucking top that? And you say that and then they laugh more. And then I just made, then, then I did a slow shift back into material, but I just okay. talked about how awkward this is going to be as we shift back into prepared remarks. Okay. But because I eased them back into it, they loved it. And then I got off and I got a standing O when I walked off. Right. right. I would agree with you that crowd that night would have said yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have had yeah, nights great. like that's that great. where you're just like, yes, I know what you're saying, but just the energy. But a night where there's 15 comics on stage type of thing, I, I don't know. I've done a lot of those shows. Um, and it's all about when an audience is hitting versus when it's not. Yeah. Sometimes they're better late, sometimes they're better early. You never know. Sure, yeah, yeah, but, I bet. So when was your last show and when's your next show? Um, I haven't have done, you played, so I've have you played been, this side of, no, I've turned down, um, just because I haven't been, I've only been fully vaccinated for a week and a half. Uh-huh. Um, whereas I knew other guys that were on the road during all of this and just like, I, that seems too dicey. Uh, it doesn't really seem worth it either. So, so it's been since this all started since I've been on stage. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, over a year. And have you got yeah. anything? Have you got anything in sight? Have you got like a yeah, timeline? Yeah, doing spots around town, oh, nice. but I'm not. Oh, cool. I'm not going on the road or anything like that anymore, right. unless the money's really good. Uh, I don't want to go on the road. But you guys have so, been so busy, as well, yeah, right? Doing other stuff, loads, loads of stuff. Yeah, and um, thankfully though, over the past like week and a half, it's been longer lulls in between when you need to go back to that work. Okay. And like tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be the last day, but we only did one day last week. It was the week before where it was like, dude, I'm here. I've been here four nights a week for three weeks now. So yeah, it's, I think that's a good, I think that's a good time to promote the the shop. And I certainly want to go. I mean, oh, might... please go hit up two saucy broads, just doing a remodel, but it's all carry out in uh, uh delivery now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, oh. uh, the, the Insta <laughs> go and follow the Instagram account and you'll see why this will be the pizza place to go and visit and why I'm so excited to go. Um, two saucy broads. Um, yeah, incre yeah, incredible. Looks incredible. We will, yeah, we'll definitely meet you down there and figure yeah. out some pizza situation. Yeah, uh, yeah, she never brings it home anymore, so I, I rarely, if ever, <laughs> but I try not to eat a pizza because it just, I don't know, I'm so the past year and changed not getting as much exercise. So tried cutting out all that as much of that crap as I could. Cause the first six weeks, two months, it was like, don't you feel like burgers and onion rings tonight? I definitely feel like let's do it. I'm still <laughs> eating. Like I'm exercising twice a week. Yeah. Uh, and then you start, well, ah, you know, who knows how long this is going to last. Let's enjoy ourselves. We're having dessert every night and just put on, I, it's one of those of I've been fat before. So you can see the telltale signs as they're accumulating on the early part. And just like, if you don't nip this in the bud now, it becomes a yeah. much bigger problem. Uh, no, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Cause it's just so easy to put it back on at this point. So 
now I, I eat salads. I'm back to my eating salads like three, four nights a week and splurging every once and again. Good for you. But, What's your post uh, post basketball? Do you do you kind of protein up or do you uh, do you go for it on some takeaway or something like that? No, I used to do um, like yogurt cups or yogurt when I got home because it's just a nice shot of lean protein and wow. minimal, some sugars, but minimal sugars and stuff like that. But yeah. I burnt myself out and I need to find a replacement. It's only two weeks back in, but I burnt myself out right as uh, lockdown was beginning and I haven't needed to replace it. So I haven't thought about it. So I don't know. Gatorade makes one with protein now. Maybe I'll try that in the interim. It's got a shitload of sugar though. And I don't want all that fucking sugar. It's good to replenish some of it, but I need the salt, the potassium, the, you know, the other things that I, my body kicked out to actually, I don't need the energy of the sugar per se. Yeah. I'm not yeah. that skinny. You know, yeah, for sure. I don't need the extra energy. I can still burn some fat for that extra energy. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I don't really have one as of now. I got to find one though. I drank two liters of water playing last weekend, which just a decent amount of water during the game. Uh, I mean, I played six games. So over the course of day, yeah, in between games. And then uh, we play on this big open court thing and the ball went to the complete other side. So one new walk to get it. And I went over and had a drink at the end. But yeah, it's usually in between games. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Um, Yeah, I guess you you must sweat out a lot, lot more playing basketball than you would do football. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't need to replenish that, that much. I think it's playing football. It definitely it is was a hotter day. Yeah. Basketballs. Do you yeah, play outdoor? No, yeah. Play outdoor. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there are super hard days where you hardly even sweat because it just evaporates instead of collecting. And on those days, there aren't many of those, but there we'll have three or four Saturdays over the summer at some point where it is like two of those are guaranteed to be, it is hot as hell today, but it's like a Arizona dry heat. I don't know if that means yeah. anything to you. Not There's really. no humidity. It's just the sun baking you. Oh, um, it, it's kind of, it's better than the humidity though. Cause that uh, the stickiness and whatnot, we don't yeah, get I, much of that here. Thank God. It's yeah, the worst. Yeah. It's disgusting. Not yeah, a fan. It's, um, uh, you ever, I mean, you ever been in an environment? I don't know how warm it gets for you guys. I grew up or I went to high school in the Midwest and it gets so hot and humid in the summer that if you walked outside within like 15 minutes, you had broken out a sweat just standing there because it's so humid. So it's coalescing anyway, coupled with the heat and then it's just adding extra body heat to you. And it's just like, dude, I am sweating through my shirt standing here. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how hot it gets here because our wedding day was the hottest day of the year. All right. So we got to do a Celsius can- to Fahrenheit. I'm doing it for you, of course. Oh, thank uh, you. 79 Fahrenheit, our wedding day. Hottest day of the year in England. Is that, is that just a Wednesday for you guys? Uh, right now, today it's like 70, it's 70 to 72 out. But yeah, 79, that's ballpark almost every day of the year. <laughs> Upper 70s to mid 80s. It's pretty much that every day. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was our wedding day. But, uh, it's gonna be a yeah. hottest day in England this year, really? Well, it was the hottest day of the year so far. Oh, okay. Well, we've that's got, we've got some summer less to go, but it, it was it was particularly hot. We haven't got to the point where, because um, we don't have air conditioning built into our buildings 
by default. Yeah. We don't have air conditioning here because they yeah they don't build it into buildings. Um, so what happens is we have a we have about a, three weeks or a month at best a very very hot summer, um, mm. and I'll let you know the temperature when that time comes around. But it will be that all shops, all stores, they all sell out of fans like tabletop fans or you know standing fans for your bedroom. Every, everywhere will sell sell out because people will desperately buy them and then put them yes. in the garage and they'll get dusty over the next year until the next summer and then they'll need to buy them again. So every year there's a, there's a fan shortage. Um, and uh, so we haven't gotten to that point yet where Anna okay. and I felt like we need a fan in the... Well, why don't you just preemptively room. buy a fan now and then get a nice one so you don't have to replace it in a year? Oh, just had a wedding, so I'm poor. Have, if someone wants you to put that on a registry oh yeah i know we didn't do the registry thing yeah but uh yeah that's not a thing here at all that is not a thing here uh yeah that and then the registry uh, thing very cool got invited to a yeah babe do you guys have baby showers they've become a thing in the last couple of years um okay. not not a fan yeah um, thankfully i'm not expected to go as a dude no I got invited to one virtually and I was like, well, thank God I don't feel bad about not even responding to this because everyone will assume I'm not responding to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It's one of the d- gender, uh, you know, in my binary world, people are still against me going to baby showers and I am perfectly fine with that. I think it's one uh, of the, yeah, it's one of those, uh, in our woke coach woke culture, I think you can hold on to that one, no problem at all. It's yeah, I think so. seventy-five for the last week here in Sweden. Seventy-five in Sweden. Okay, yeah, I've been to Sweden a couple of times and it is um it is chilly when I've been, but I guess seventy-five is about is pretty good temperature. But, I, yeah, I everyone else, so people everyone else just on put here. in uh mini splits for your ACs. The one where there's an interior head that's a long rectangle with rounded edges and it goes to a box outside because it's huge everywhere else. Like we saw them all over Italy and we've got them. I've got, uh, that's what we use for AC in my house because it wasn't built with AC. So we put a mini split in, but it doesn't you know, get like, hotter here. You mean the classic like out the window box thing that sits No, outside? no, no, no. One that sits like above a doorway or on a wall, whatnot. And then the tubing goes through the wall and just goes straight to a condenser outside. Oh no! I've definitely seen. I saw them in England when I was there, but I know I know that I saw them in Spain and Italy. But it gets warmer there. So we this house that I'm in is um five years old. So it's a it was I I bought it new. So it's um a new a new builds don't have anything like that. Um and you know maybe not even the structural integrity to add anything like that. So oh, it does. trust me, it does. Oh, that the walls are so cheap. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't rely on the thickness of the walls. It's about the framing. And if the frame is strong enough to hold up a house, it can take a mini split. You're fine. All right. I'll do it. You'd screw Um, it into the studs and then you just bore through. So the walls being thin actually would benefit you for a mini split on some level. Fair enough. Well, I'll look into the cost of that. Let you know. We're talking about literally two weeks a year that I would, it would warrant it. So we'll work out the annual cost based on that. Well, you can get ones with heat pumps, and in the winter, they can act as a heater for the room. 
because it'll it'll draw out the cold air from inside and spit it outside. It does a reverse and then draw whatever. It's actually kind of amazing. Even in uh, freezing temperatures, it can still find heat within the air and trap that and pump it into your home. Well, that sounds delightful. So I'll definitely look into that. Thank you for the tip. Well, for 750 to $1,000, you could have, if you got a room, like a garage that you'd like heated. And then in the summertime, wouldn't mind having AC for that two weeks. It could do dual purpose. For sure. Look, I don't know what you're into. You know, maybe maybe oh, eventually into, the into, piano becomes a studio out in the garage. <laughs> I'm into uh, I'm into temperature regulation 100%. So I will definitely look into it. Just telling you, I've installed a couple that. Oh, it's not man, hard. Man. Yeah. Now it's you need a one specific fucking tool though. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not going to install more than one of them, just have somebody do it. Yeah. What's the tool? You know, it's a, you need some version of a pipe bending tool. There's a couple of different oh, ones. Oh, right. Uh, just because it's got copper line. And if you get a kink yeah. in the copper line, it screws over the line. So you just can't get a kink in it. And copper's pretty malleable. It doesn't yeah. take much to get a fucking kink in it. Uh, so that's it. Just getting those lines set right. But beyond that, yeah, a, a, a teenager could do it. Right, right. It's just a matter of plugging in a couple things, running these wires, and uh, whether or not you want to call an electrician to set up a sub-panel for it, like a little zone switch. <laughs> Drew ends. Uh, temperature regulation is something we can all get behind. Exactly. Would it be it, would it be a Matt and Andy show without talking about the weather? No. Well, I was about to say, did anybody envision when they tuned into this? We were talking about ACs, mini spits, splits, and pipe bending of course uh, not. tools. Of we're full not. of surprises. But um uh should we uh I'll ask people to drop some questions in. We we might be able to answer some questions, I guess. Yeah, and then we'll cool uh, we'll you. call that a show after that. Anybody yeah, wants so to we'll drop do, one in? Yeah, put we'll, some throw we'll some we'll questions in. For us. a couple more minutes and we'll wait for a question. Yeah. And uh, I can um, put those up on the screen. That way you can read them as soon cool. as they come in because they come in like 10 seconds quicker for me. Cool. cool. Um, um, yeah, I'm going so we'll to throw up. Um, I'm going to throw up a picture just off my phone, not integrate it, but I'll just cut to it because um, I'm sure people have wanted to see us on the day. Um. Well, this Notice. this one, I don't know if you've seen this one, Matt, but um, this was me right on my before. wedding day. No trousers. Well, you can't uh, get wrinkles in them. I was having a game of chess in the library um, whilst uh, Anna was sewing my trousers. It was like almost like this perfect husband and wife, uh, 50-year-old. I There was a loose thread on my trousers that pulled, and um, the photographer had a sewing kit, so Anna was... And I was doing that, but I'll, uh, All right, this, is, Drew. this is a, the picture of me and my wife on our wedding day. There you go. Having a little yeah. dance in the street in Oxford. How many people were there again? We had, we had 30, which was limit, but, um, oh. we honestly wouldn't have had any more. It was perfect. All right. First question's come in from Drew ends. Can you read that? Most can, disappointing yeah. you've seen, uh, this past year. Hmm. Okay, this is where letterbox comes in handy. You don't have that luxury, but I'm going to be able to tell you. I don't, but maybe I've seen some bad movies with you. Uh, I will say Godzilla King Kong. I was disappointed oh, by that. I don't know if it was most disappointing, but I was disappointed oh, by it. I don't know. Actually, it I don't was know how much exactly I was what I expected. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
It was as mediocre and bad as I was expecting. Um, which sucks because they suckered me in another time. Yeah. That Project Power was okay. Um, the new Snyder zombie is hadn't seen that ever hadn't seen that yet do you know what i was really disappointed by i've just seen it on letterbox um that tiger documentary about tiger Tiger woods especially no 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 tiger woods especially coming off of the last dance and then and then tiger woods has his own documentary i thought it was just some it just feel felt like some e-network trash piece it was it it had no depth have you seen this the I didn't watch it. I don't. I don't know if it's a compelling enough subject for me. That's why it really was weak. I was really uh, that is that was disappointing to me, um, and especially because of the last dance, like raised the bar of sports docs. I guess um, I went into well, that it one translates quite excited. For you, Matt, I grew up with the Chicago Bulls. I, I that's true. I was a huge, huge fan of them. Huge. Um, there were honestly, as we were watching the last dance, you I, you should have seen me. This you know. English English white boy I was pausing the last dance on Netflix and I was saying to Anna this is when this happens I'm saying like Jordan's gonna pass the ball to Kerr and he's gonna hit the three and honestly like so because Anna can't follow basketball with the same eyes that you and I have and Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere near your ability but Anna can't physically follow it you see it's yeah, too well, quick. there's a lot of action going on, and especially yeah. if you don't know who the primaries, where the ball is more than likely going to reside. It looks like chaos. Yeah, so I have to set up the the play, so she knows exactly what's going to happen. But I remember them all. I had uh, the my most overused box set on my shelf when I was a kid was three VHSs, and they were um, Above and Beyond, Come Fly with Me, and I can't remember the, the name of the third Jordan Doc. Oh, it was the okay. uh, Unbelievables, the seventh championship, which the last dance was about. So yeah. the uh, sick, sick. But... yeah. So I was I used to watch them over and over and over again. Um, completely obsessed with uh, um, the Bulls, and yeah, had all the jerseys and everything like that. So and Luke was the same, even though him and me didn't grow up together. We both had this kind of love of the Bulls in the nineties. They were really did transfer to non um, basketball playing countries. Well, I think, I mean, the 92 Olympics, when I saw the billboards in Madrid and the reception that the dream team got, I, it helped me really understand how big that team was internationally, like all those guys and how that sport has transferred more easily internationally than American football and baseball. Right. Um, Those dudes are on par with uh, football players like Messi and Ronaldo. Like they are internationally famous. Everybody knows what they look like and who they are. And yeah. 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 They take shots um, from every corner type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to throw one more out there. It's not quite an obvious one. Although I was disappointed by uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I'd heard amazing things about Happiest Season and how it was like finally a Christmas movie for the LGBT mm-hmm. community. And, um, I was very disappointed with that film. I thought it was uh, quite pandering and almost um, I'm not part of that community. So I don't feel like I should have a say on it, but I felt like it was uh, a little rough around the edges and, and, and shouldn't have been handled more sensitively, but it just felt a bit, um, a bit like a first draft 
of that kind of okay. thing. Like that they'll improve on it. And I get that there was a thank goodness there's a, you know a version of a Christmas story for this community, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot of room to breathe as far as that film is concerned. There's there's more films to come, and I hope they do improve on it because uh, we need more of that. But that that film I'm wasn't sure the there one. will be. Yeah, yeah that, they that they still got a one. bunch of big names to do it, which is good for the future of it. Uh, that's it. Thing. That's it. it. It was a good. Um, it was a good stepping stone on the yellow bit road, but it, it certainly yeah. wasn't the be all end all of that. Right, do you have so, any uh, thoughts on euros? The euros. I need to. I need to tune in. It's been a really. It's been a really strange year for football. Um, I need to get my wall. You know the wall calendar that we have every year. That you know the newspapers will put a wall calendar in their mm-hmm. centerpiece center page. Um, so I need to get tuned in. I need to get the matches all lined up on my calendar so I know when they're coming. Um, and uh, it will be what tends to happen is that the better England do, the more invested our country is in the competition. So um, uh, we've got a really, really strong young squad and hopefully um, good things will come. It could mm-hmm. be our year. Um, so my thoughts on it is that I'm going to watch as much of it as possible and towards the latter stages of the tournament, the, you know, the, in a, in a a fortnight or a month's time, however long that tournament lasts, um, when those quarterfinals, semifinals, final roll around, that will be when social gatherings will start happening and we'll really start to enjoy the games as yeah, uh, back to, you know more community-based stuff but in those first you know the first group stages i'll just be watching it pretty much on my own and uh, anna will have an ear on it a little bit but uh yeah i'm excited i just need to tune into a little bit you know the premier league just finished and we're rushing straight into the euros so it's kind of normally you have a few weeks of a breathing room before getting excited again feels a little rushed in because of the way the world has been so uh yeah almost like need to settle again uh get my equilibrium and get excited again. There so, you go. Good question though. Thank you, Henrik. Um, Brandy wants to know what's been the most fun show to film so far. Yeah. What do you think? What's yours? I don't know. <laughs> I, I can tell you like moments where like, Oh, I died laughing at that or was excited when they managed to get this question, right? Like when Sam was cutting off Rachel because he wanted to get Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, but he kept it. He was right on the tip of his tongue. It's the only something you can do when you have your significant other or like a close close friend. Yeah, um, that made me just that, that got me. That was a good moment. I don't think I have a favorite show like from start to finish. Be like, oh, that was the best show we've done so far because I don't really look at them like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure Rachel would say that's her favorite one. <laughs> but, uh, I, um, I agree. I agree, but it's a, I'm saying that's a specific no, moment. Moment. Um, I so a couple come to mind. the The musicals episode, although it wasn't in your wheelhouse, the amount of passion mm-hmm. and love for musicals um, really came across from Ashley and Omar. And you know, we've talked about doing a a kind of sequel to that episode. Um, that that was a really really fun one to um, put together. It felt like because my mum was. Uh, introduced me to theater it felt like i was i had a chance to play all these songs from my you know that i grew up listening to in the kitchen and singing with my mum and stuff so that was nice yeah um the guy and bateman match 
was a lot of fun. I loved how they kind of didn't get the context clues. They they were really on point. They were a lot of fun. Um, when Guy guest came up uh, at the wedding, like people in the reception were talking about Settle the Score uh, in the evening. And it came up that when, when Guy had guessed, the context clue was, you know, and your context clue is Sean of the Feds. And he went, oh, Guy, Sean of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it did. And, yeah. And so, yeah. and I said to him, you know, we're not going to give 75% of, of the answer away in the context clue. And he went, you know what, Andy, I've had about enough of you. <laughs> yeah. And that was a really fun moment for me because, you know, I'm fans of those guys as well. Uh, and it was nice to get on well with them. And and also, if if anybody hadn't seen it, they they spent a good twenty minutes talking about us on their show and how much they loved it and and would love to be back on and stuff like that. And uh, that was a really nice moment for me, considering I do watch their content as well. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the yeah, but the context clues, like when Christian was like, "I don't listen to the clues," and be like, "Well, that kind of tells you what the yeah. fucking movie is." Yeah, because there are. Yeah, there are yeah, songs for a guy that that's constructed of- a game of his own. How are you not paying attention to the rules of another game? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you'd and- be keyed in on this. But so that's not how not- his brain operates when it comes, I guess, to uh, scores and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we, we, Christian takes the show the most seriously of all our guests. I think, in terms of like, he really wants to win. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, he has fun with it, but he really does want to win. I think the uh, say, well, Snyder's the- definitely like that. For sure, yeah, for sure. The the show, and not just because he's in the chat as well, but the Eric versus Rachel episode oh, yeah. was a strong Eric, episode. Oh, I asked about favorite guests, and they're all my favorites, Eric, just so you know, they're Americans. Or <laughs> international beyond the North American continent thus far. Fair, fair. But the Southern North American continent, we'll say that part. I do love having Eric on because he's so passionate. um the people that are really passionate about the scores are really fun the ones that like can guess the composer but even if they don't know the movie they know like it's a tom newman score or like Darina's like that um yeah those those guests are really fun when we had uh billy business on and he could guess the band which was massive attack and you're like listen i'm impressed that you know that that's massive attack because most people may have heard the song but they couldn't pull the band but they couldn't think of the movie it was from right 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 uh yeah, oh, that, and the wangers, the, the wangers are always the wangers are always a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, they're good dudes. Mm. Um, well, I say we we, uh, great, we wrap this up. Well. I gotta yeah, I gotta use the yeah. restroom unless you want to keep it on your own while I go use the restroom. Your call. You can you can do that. I'm just gonna. Um, right. but, yeah, do you want to do that and then we'll wrap it up together? Well, we just wrap it up right now. Okay, so I just want to go through quickly to get these. You know, uh, what has been the most fun show to film so far? We did. When are we getting the "Do You Want to Be a Dick" merch? Um, yeah, I mean, in we'll get Luke time. on it in due time. We'll, Luke, we'll get Luke on it. Um, when people answer, oh, by just the way, on we context, also, we both enjoyed our parents' episode. A oh, we did. Amount. And, it's great. Uh, yeah, I don't want them to feel like we left them out because that is the God's honest truth. I was looking forward to it. It was great. It was and, so much fun. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy they did it. Yeah, when people answer just on context clues, are you really okay with it? I'm not. It depends. It depends. If, it's great if it's when the only time, like when Peggy did it, it when makes Peggy it did like, zero on Shawshank. That is yeah. So impre- I love let's get that. you back into it because there's enough of it there, but you can interpret that to mean all kinds of different things. So, what, is it the literal shit, 
Or is it just the metaphorical, we all go through shit in life, and yes, it applies to the movie once you see it, like a falling down. He's sick of all this shit. Uh, the, amount, the amount of shit that he has to put up with. Like, yeah, it does. It, it fits that movie. Yeah. Uh, so that, but the rom-coms, it ended up being enjoyable, but that was painful for a couple of those. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good example. Yeah, rom coms. It was impressive, but we there was nothing we. By could the do. end of it, I was fine with it, but in the middle, I was like, "Mother f- fuck." Yeah, that that's the you know that's the point when that's the point. It's not enjoyable is when we have a list of context clues and we just pick the one that resonates, and they go, "Oh yeah, I've got it." And that is, uh, yeah, and then like you're trying to been- go narrowing the focus and be like, "All right, this one's more vague." And then I don't know if it's as fun for the listeners, but by the end of that, I did enjoy. And I don't count like the first couple episodes we did because we were still figuring out the difficulty of the context clues. And of course, yeah. Yeah. How, how on point should we be? And But yeah, that's the thing you, should, you guys who are listening should know about Matt is he is constantly analyzing how they are doing with the context clues and then adjusting to match. So the early round the first round the first five context clues he gives out for those one to five are kind of your benchmarking aren't you basically and then well you're, usually you're, the a lot of the easier or like the semi-easier ones end up in the first the way you put it yeah there's usually some tougher ones because you need to hear more of the song and kind of let it ruminate a little bit yeah the super easy are the five seconds like you either know this or the second yeah. five will get it for you um type of thing so yeah, so you're you are, just kind you of are feeling figuring out. out. Yeah, yeah, you are you figuring are, out. Because the, the all important third round, and we don't change what the song is going to be. That's what some people thought. I guess at some point, the song and movie are going to be the song and movie. We just have, I'd say on a low side, we'll have five, four. Uh, you know, we'll have five clues for any given song. But on occasionally, there's seven, eight, maybe nine. Yeah, and you're looking at all those, going, all right, which which does it feel most like yeah hybridize you cannibalize two of them put it together and be like yeah you do that very well yeah the the context clues are completely collaborative if anybody wanted to know that um so we both have a bash at it um um and we build off of each other's context clues a little bit as well so if um i put one where i've kind of i've referenced something you might come up with a better way of saying that and use that and we'll do that the other way around it. Yeah. It's a really good collaborative process. I don't think, I think people would be hard pressed to guess which one of us came up with whatever context. Especially when you we're right in tune when I laugh at at the ones that you wrote mine. Yeah. 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 So a lot of that is down to your delivery. You do. I love, I said to someone the other day that when I write a context clue, and I kind of, uh, I emphasize it in some way, maybe put capitals. Yeah, or, you're putting parentheticals before I'm being like, yeah, like or, this. Or, I have taken those notes and be like, okay. And then other times yeah. you're like, I'm not reading it that same way, but I'll try it. I don't, you know, I'll yeah, run it yeah, through my yeah. head. I'm when, Once again. When you, when you read one of the context clues that I've come up with, even better than how I came up with it, that does tickle me. Yeah, I do like it. But there are, yeah, I don't, I, I genuinely try and go for the best one. I don't give a shit who wrote it between the two of us. No, because there are some weeks where uh, one of the two of us are on fire. I feel like it's it's you more often, but it could be just me being critical of myself. But where I'm like that, I love that one. I love this one. I love this one. Like this is great. Uh, But yeah, I think I think my stronger weeks are when you've had a go at them first, and I can kind of 
feel where you're going with it and then build on that. I, I feel think the same. I, yeah. If you go so first, I, I feel like I'm, I'm better. Yeah. Uh, I do the same thing. So, yeah. So it's nicer uh, when you get, so you get someone sort of almost paving a little, they're almost like setting up a beat for you and then you can carry on that rhythm. Um, so the, the later context clues are, they tend to be stronger, right? That's just how it, it's. I think know. it varies because occasionally. Um, I mean, there might be one. Right I know that. I, that. Yeah. A lot of times, whatever wrote one I wrote first, it's like the first thought is oftentimes the best thought. Um, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it, yeah. you know, it's the second and third when you really start to get a rhythm because there are occasions where I'm just writing down, how can I submit this movie in three to five words? And yeah. I remember I left a half of one blank. I was like, the pen is mightier than the, and I couldn't think of any intrinsic specific thing that I could get down to start with an S to work with sword. I couldn't pair the two, but I was like, there is something there. And I left it the end blank. I was like, maybe he can come up with it. Uh, but then you, it, it, I can't remember what show it was on, but you referenced it. I think at the end of the show and you're like, Oh yeah. What was that one? I was like, I was trying to, I think it was after we finished recording. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like, when you started, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And then it takes it takes some of the pressure off because if you see two or three already there that you think are good, you're like, oh, okay, well, if I just add like one or two good ones, then we're set. This is great. It's yeah, just, I completely agree. You, yeah, I completely yeah. When agree. you're staring at it blank, you're like, fuck, we need five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I said two weeks ago, I said on an episode, I'm going to tell you a context clue. I'm going to tell the audience a context clue that we didn't use. I'm just mm-hmm. going to reveal one. And last week, because we went to the kitchen and the groomsmen were in there, I completely forgot, but I knew which context clue I wanted to reveal. And so I'll do it now because there are no context clues in this one. And so the context clue that I was going to reveal that we didn't use was, Ooby-Doo, I want to be like you. And the film was Crystal Skull. And so it was a reference to not only Shia LaBeouf wanting to be Indiana Jones, his son mm-hmm. wanting to be him, but also the swinging monkeys scene. Yeah, and so jungle. U- yeah, Ubi do I want to be like you was uh, a con- one of mine, I think. But yeah, that was the one that um, I wanted to reveal last week that we didn't use because they got it within the first context clue in round two. Um, so and I also think that context clue that's a that's a thinker. Oh yeah, some like people that. appreciate that and others don't. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. One of the things I don't like is when people complain, they're like, um, how did you, it's just a bit yeah, of fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just relax. You'll just be right. relax. Just listen to the music. Um, or but my favorite is like, this song is in this movie and we try not to do that. We do try and grab songs that are only, if they're used in a bunch of movies, they're known for this one or it's like with their top two, but try not to get those ubiquitous songs because they apply to so many different ones tough uh but it's still yes yes it's up and that's why you listen to the context clue and we're telling you which movie this was used in and the context clue will spark the memory of what this fucking movie is um i'm trying to help i we want you to answer this mm-hmm. we want you to get it right that's the one thing mm-hmm. every i want every question answered yeah uh that's why we are like yeah do you guys need a third context clue let's give them a third context clue <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I'd rather have points on the board than stump them and be like, you guys are no good. It's like, well, I know, that's fun about that. Yeah. Well, probably the, the toughest thing is when the song is so obviously the song it is. Yeah. And there are painful can... moments where you're like, how are you not getting this? But well, how when, when I, when I do the first five seconds of a song and it's obvious what the song is, 
there's nowhere for me to go for a second, five seconds. I know. And so I have to come up with some kind of, I have to create some kind of thing, which is why I yelled out a line from the movie of, uh, oh, oh what, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what movie it is. Richard Dreyfus and Bill Murray. Oh, what about Bob? It was the Tourette's. Yeah. Um, so I yell out like he can use my slider at the end of the track. Something. Which I didn't so there's no, nowhere for from. me to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could have gone into the liver lips, blah, blah, blah. And just like some of the insults that they were lobbing at each other as they were bouncing yeah. on the beds. So the, that's one thing to look out for. If the sec- if the song is obvious, if it's an, like, if it's a well-known song, there will be something in the five, in the second five that I I've normally have lined up. And a lot of those we don't get to see because they've got it mm. before we go to the second five, but I will do stuff. And that's where like me throwing a shot over my shoulder or, um, I did the Chris Farley impression where I'm dousing myself in water that time. All yeah. the kind of visual things that the podcast listeners don't get to see. But yeah, I usually come up with some way of making the second five creative enough that it's not just hearing more of the same song, you know. So that's a that's a yeah. that's an added kind of uh, It doesn't happen yeah, all the time, but it's nice to have fail safe in there. For sure. Yeah, because otherwise it's like the second five seconds. You already know the song. Yeah. So me playing what you know is coming is not going to help you. No, no, uh, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Do you want to, should we, uh, should we close out and you yeah, can, we're uh, in almost two hours right now. Uh, it, honestly, that flew, but I don't know how it felt for other people or for you, but that flew for me. That was, uh, outside of the last five minutes, just needing to use the restroom. It was money in the bank. baby. <laughs> Great. If this was an hour one instead of hour two, I would have just gone to the bathroom, but two hours is, you know, this will be the the one-two speed where, was it Drew said? No, Drew said he couldn't get above 1.25. I can't remember who said there were two speed in the chat earlier. But anyway. Oh, that's uh, right. Josh. Well, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? We'll be back to our regular guests going forward. This was just to give Andy a little time off, enjoy his you know newly wedded bliss instead of learning songs and taking time away from uh, Anna, uh, which we could do today while she's at work. So No, I appreciate that. Um, she's home now, but... Yeah, yeah, it's been a long, uh, a long day for her, so she she went straight to bed. But um, just say, want to say thanks to you. I know we're not at a kind of um, a milestone episode; we're just doing something different. But yeah, just thanks mm-hmm. to you for uh, you know inviting me to be part of this, and I've loved every single oh, of the forty. And 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 thanks to everyone in the comments. Everyone, it's been so nice and. You know, I'm very, very new to this world. Um, and it's just been so much so much of a pleasure, honestly. So But yeah, by and large, everyone's nice. It's actually it's a nice little corner of the internet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, nobody's super critical. They realize we're just here to have a good time and enjoy yourselves. And uh whatever negativity you're bringing in, that's your baggage you're taking from something else that's really bothering you, and you're just spilling it out on us because we don't do anything to elicit that. So uh, it's all right though. We'll take it with a grain of salt. We'll let you, you know, have a better day, friend. <laughs> take it easy out there. It's okay. Tomorrow the sun will rise. It'll it's be basically, fine. basically zero zero point zero zero one percent. Not even an issue. Yeah, not even. And uh, I don't tune into any of it. So I, if there's a whole bunch of it, I don't even know it exists. Uh, but I don't believe that there is from what percolates no. up. Um, nope. But yeah, that's it this week. Uh, please follow him at STS underscore Andy M. And you can follow me at Madnost. And we'll look for uh, you guys next week for another brand new episode of Settle the Score. Uh, that is it for this week. Until then, adios.